Grand Slam, Grand Slam, everything must go. Two-hour dynamite, two-hour rampage. That's the way it feels at the moment. It feels like this is something special. We're going to ramp up the situation because we've done rather well against the WWE. So we're going to increase the size of Rampage, which doesn't need increasing, to two hours. And this dynamite's going to be packed full of goodness. Well, it's packed full. It's in New York and the fans are packed in as well. They're loving it. And of course they are when the first thing you get is Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Danielson smiling all over his face while Omega is doing his I don't like this. I'm not very happy being a cowardly heel, you see. They do try and match each other early on. The psychology is good. There's quite a lot of non-engagement, of course, with Omega. And um, with, with um, what's his name? That cut price Paul Heyman. Callis, Don Callis. Who's, um, who's still got his purple suit on. He's invested in it and he's going to bleeding well make it pay. There are some kicks from uh, from uh, Omega earlier. It's a slow feel. And early on it doesn't really hold the attention that much. But it ramps up when Danielson gets the cattle mutilation on. Omega rolls out as if it's really easy to break that hold. I just roll out the ring. That's how you counter it. But we thought it was something very special. Anyway... Danielson follows it up with a knee from the top to the stage. There's an Omega Snapdragon on the walkway. There's no giving that walkway, according to uh, Shivani. He was there earlier, and he can tell you that, absolutely. Then, when Danielson is, oh, oh dear, I'm very tired, sort of kneeling against the, um, or leaning against the apron, all the way from the edge of the walkway, it's a runway for Omega, who hits him, with the knee, that's lovely. Later on, we've got a fantastic Danielson avalanche backdrop. He hits his arm when he does it, and he's favouring that arm, actually. And then Omega just takes it a bit further. An avalanche dragon suplex, which he's tried early on. It's only a near two. A long two. A near three. A near four. A one-winged angel is countered. I've never seen this before, with a Rana which puts Omega on his head. Very nice. But he comes back with a V-trigger. The match is getting better now, as you can hear. There are some stomps and a crossface attempt from uh, Danielson. They've only got 45 seconds left, so you know what's going to happen. Ding, ding, ding. Boo! Yep, people don't like it, really. They're still fighting. And according to, um, I think it's Shivani, the elite and Adam Cole are pulling Danielson. We didn't get that in the WWE, did you? Maybe that's why he's come to the AEW for the extras. Anyway, that's that match. I presume they'll fight again. So they should for the strap. This is just the entree. And then we've got CM Punk coming in because they don't know what to do with him. Let's put him behind the stick because he's good, isn't he? He did that pipe bomb thing. So, well, he's not been that good since then. And people are still liking him. He's loving the adulation when he comes down. And actually... He tells us, or he asks us, what do I have to be mad about right now? Okay, I was beaten up last week, but you know what? I'm really enjoying this. And it's a good promo. It's the best he's done so far. I've got this wrestling back and no one's going to take it away from me. That's the good. That's the, the message. That's the good word. And it's better. But I'm not sure if it's as good as we want it to be. Okay. MJF slipping down the card. He's now mid-card at Dynamite. 
the pinnacle of nowhere to be seen and not mentioned. And he's got um, he's got Brian Pillman Jr. to fight. So it's not as if he's right at the top of things. He's not at the pinnacle at the moment. His day is gone and we'll see if he comes back. Jericho's still there because he's got a legacy. MJF, not so much. There's very nice punch the heel stuff early on. You know, MJF focuses on Pillman's arm. There's a nice Pillman high cross body and the salt of the earth armbar ends things when MJF really cranks on it. It's not great, to be honest. And MJF is in a slump. I wonder if he'll get out of it. With all of the recent additions at AEW, he seems left behind, doesn't he? Anybody want to buy a Burberry scarf? Malachi Black versus Cody. Who's got Arn Anderson and Brandy with him? She, of course, gets in the ring at one point and gives him the double digits. Yeah, you know. Oh, dear. I don't, I don't dig Brandy, to be honest. I just think she's having a good time and it's on my dime. Okay, this match is okay. Malachi has a big entrance. It's nice and it's moody, but it's a big load of nothing because they haven't done anything with him. He's been waiting for this match for a while and he's had to cope with people like Big Shotty in the meantime and Dustin Rhodes and, oh, you know. Cody does his big, I'm very important bit. And actually sometimes it just, it just bleeds into, you don't like me, do you? Because I'm better than you. It bleeds into that. And that's not good. Some of this is alright. Malachi Black sweeps the leg very nicely. Um, Cody gets live to that. And then gets clocked with a big kick but rolls out. He hits a crossroads after a Cody cutter. The Cody cutter. And Malachi Black kicks out of the crossroads, which is great. Arn Anderson is on the he's on the apron at that point, and he's trying to get around the trying to get around the ring post, and he falls off, which causes causes Rhodes to look around. Well, are you all right? I'm not sure if he should have fell off. I'm not quite sure about that. He gets up again, and I suppose he didn't. He wasn't supposed to fall off because then we've got him being knocked off the ring apron by Cody, who goes, "Are you all right, Arn? No, don't mind about me. Get in the ring and finish this match. I'm the coach." But tell you what, I I don't know. I think it's pierced me perineum, but never mind. Get back in the ring. I'm sure that didn't happen, but it, that's the way it seemed to me. And then the ref gets a bump because you can never have too many finishers that were made like by your father, can you, Cody? And then we get the green, well, some mist. It's like he just spits in his eye, actually. Oh, you spat in me, are you dirty get? And then he gets the, then the get gets the. The pin. It isn't great. It's a bit of a botch. It's um, it's inconclusive, and I suspect we're going to need more of this to really finish the story out. Malachi Black looks a bit like MJF, like he's a bit lost. Like what happened in the WWE when he moved to the main roster is happening in AEW as well. At this point, we need something that's actually going to bring us back on track. And Darby and Sting versus FTR will do that because FTR are good. Yes, you did hear that. Because FTR are good. 
Okay, they're not very charismatic. They're mid-card heels, but they're good. They're in the pinnacle, you know. That's not mentioned, though, is it? Okay, early on, a Derby coffin drop is to the outside. is caught by FTR, and they just dump him. But then he hits a nice, sudden code red on Dax, which is very good. Gets a roll up. Not there. The referee's not there. Another hokey referee bump type thing. Well, he's too busy talking to FTR, you see, and Tully. At one point during this match, Tully gets the, a sort of handkerchief as if he soaked it in some kind of ether or chloroform and nothing really happens. He makes a big thing of it. I know that Heenan used to just put his hand in his pocket when he saw the, the cameras as if he was putting something away or bringing something out. You don't need to take out a whole quite nicely laundered white handkerchief and then nothing happens. Anyway, Sting gets involved, which is what people want. Poor Spinebuster couldn't really hold him at the end, so he kind of drops him, really. But um, some a really nice, actually, um, crossbody from Sting off the top. A high crossbody, that's good for a long two. Scorpion death drop, yeah. Whilst Darby does the, does the coffin drop on the outside, there's a tap from the, um, from the Scorpion, Scorpion death lock, or the sharpshooter, if you want to call it that. And it's quite good. It's okay. And it just clears the way for Britt Baker versus Ruby Wright. Soho! Soho! For the Women's Championship. It's a really good match. Really good. Mainly because of Britt Baker. I don't buy Soho particularly. Well, I bought some things in Soho. But the less said about that, the better. They were implements, you know, that you can find in certain gentlemen's shops. Not really, I'm only joking. I did used to like having a, a bit of an eat and, a, and drink around Soho. I went to a lot of auditions around there. Not for those kind of films, okay? Anyway, there's a huge jockeying for position early on until Soho just kicks Britt Baker in the face. Mind that complicated dental work. You'll have Adam Cole, baby, on your back, won't you? Then we get a massive swinging neck breaker from Britt from the apron to the outside. It's beautiful. It's well executed. It looks nasty. I'm sure it felt nasty. Really good. And this is livening up really well. There are good kicks exchanged. A very nice Britt Baker sling blade and a senton from Ruby right Soho that, um, that hits really nicely. It hits her perfectly with it. And sentons are often done and sometimes they're executed well but they don't always look like they land that well this one really looked like it landed beautifully then there's an avalanche air raid crash it was as lovely as it sounds it was from Britt Baker it got a long two just a long two she gets angry and hits Ruby Soho with a, a curb stomp for another long two. And then there's interference from both Hater and from Rebel, not Rebel. And she's allowed to put the lockjaw on because of that distraction. In fact, she tried to put it on earlier in the match. As Tony Schiavone was allowed to say, she's gloving up. <laughs> Sounds like it's a euphemism to me. <laughs> Don't come in, I'm gloving up. Anyway, she hits the, the uh, lockjaw. There's a tap. It's a good match to, to, to finish with. And this is all right. It's not a grand slam. It's not a slam dunk. He hasn't got all the ducks in a row. 
but it's got some of them. That's the way I feel about Dynamite at the moment. And what it is, Dynamite, is a promotion in transition. I know what it used to be, and I know what the stars used to be, including MJF, including Cody Rhodes. I don't know what's going to happen now. I don't know where they're going with this, and it's interesting to think. But at the moment, they've got a lot of stars with very little to do. Not just wrestlers, but stars. And they don't know what to do with them because it's an, acquis- it's, it's an acquisitive promotion. There's money in the bank. And when people say, that person's available, go and get them. Don't know what to do with them, but go and get them. Or we do know what to do with them, but that means there's a knock-on effect for this person. I'm looking at you, MJF. What will happen to those people who were the basis of the promotion and now are no longer? And what will happen to those people they just bought in when they think, we haven't got any really defined character for them. And after Brian Danielson's fought Omega, which he has about a week after he's arrived, what's going to happen now? There may be trouble ahead. Ta-ta.